Dave Delsing spent 25 years on the PGA Tour and is a lifetime member of the PGA Tour and PGA of America. Now he provides his unique perspective as a golfer and network broadcaster. It's time to go On the Range with Jay Delsing. On the Range is brought to you by Pro-Am Golf. Good morning, St. Louis. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay. I got Pearly with me. Pearly, good morning. How, how are you? I am good, ready to roll, and uh, just appreciate the good weather. Yeah, no kidding. Um, well, the on the, we formatted the show like a round of golf, and the first segment is called the On the Range segment, and it's brought to you by our friends at Pro-Am Golf. Um, check out, you know, this is probably your most your favorite part of the show, isn't it? The social media mentions. Bring it on. Check us out on social media. Twitter is at Jay Delsing. Facebook is Golf with Jay Delsing and Jay Delsing Golf. LinkedIn is Jay Delsing. And our Instagram is a mystery. And the reason it's a mystery is because we don't announce it and somehow it's growing. That's perfect. Yeah. Also want to give a shout out to to Bob and Kathy Donahue at Donahue Painting and Refinishing. Folks, if you need any work done on your house, these guys do high quality work. Um, When I was playing... I used to, Bob Rotillo, we used to talk about seeing the shot and then paint the picture that you saw. Well, if you have an image of your home, call Bob and Kathy Donahue. They'll help you out. They're they're great folks. All right, cool. So what's this show look like, Pearl? I got an interview with Jay Randolph Sr. I love that. One of the coolest uh, guys. He has been around for, he's 85 years old, and what a career he's had. He's worked on on three Olympics, he's done almost all the major networks. He's done. He's even did a he, he even did a play by play of the St. Louis Blues hockey when they first came to town. He is a master of a lot of different trades. So, um, so let's just talk about. So here's here's what I wanted to talk about today. I want to talk about spring golf. I want to talk about. We're all excited. Hell, we've been we've had a a winner that. To me, seemed miserable. Most people said, "What's your deal?" It wasn't that. It was kind of mild. It felt horribly long to me. And now we're sheltering in place. And thank God for golf. We can get out, get some fresh air, get some swings in. But, man, Pearl, the golf courses are beating everybody up right now. The coolness, the wet, the the spring, the way the grass is so thick. Guys can't always mow the rough, etc. I think it always beats us up. Maybe this year is a little bit more so. Uh, but yeah, I, I agree, Jay. I think uh, you know, get, setting those expectations is important. It really is important. You know, in the fall, it gets to be a bummer from time to time. It's wonderful, but then there's leaves. You might lose the golf ball. Now you're thinking, I just missed a fairway by a little bit. I can't find my dang golf ball. Yep. That's one of the places to kind of make sure we're even paying attention to that. And then also, and you bring this up from time to time. I think it's always a good lesson. And you see, even the tour guys mess, mess this up when you're quote out of position. And this time of year, out of position is off the fairway. If you think you can get a five iron out of the rough, grab like an eight or nine iron. Exactly. Get it out and get it back into the fairway. Do not hit two shots in a row from the rough. That's what I wanted to ask you. So one of the things that happens, it's like the double whammy because we get so much spring rain. So golf courses are also soft, meaning obviously the rain's going to create a hell of a lot of more rough than we're uh, used to having. And those soft conditions, bro, it's, it's brutal. No roll. So it's the golf courses are playing probably longer than they'll play all year. No, no question. And, and when when folks go to judging how far their ball goes, they're just not. It's just not accurate enough. I mean, if when I did my pro ams and we had a lot of success in our pro ams, my teams really did well. We would always add at least a half a club onto our yardages without without or, my amateur or, or two. Our amateurs knowing. Yeah. Or two. So instead of saying so, folks, if so when John would be caddying for me and we'd walk the fairways with our, our groups and we usually had a great time as well. If the yardage was 150 yards to the flagstick, we would give them 160. Yep. Absolutely. Doing them a favor. Yep. And and they're like, oh, 160, you know, and, and, um, but the you other, know, and Pearly was a pro jock. I mean, he was looping out there, so nobody was going to question him. <laughs> but the other thing, and it's easy to miss, we're excited that it's 60, 65, maybe pushing 70 degrees. It's nice, certainly compared to the winter. But it's not 85 or 90 like the summer. A golf ball in 60 degrees and a golf ball in 90 degrees is also a big difference on how hot that thing is. Oh, this golf ball, for all its rocket-type characteristics, doesn't perform very well at all under 60. 
even the difference between 60 and 80 is huge. So I'm saying so wet, wet conditions, longer yards, rough, yeah. etc. But yeah. that that 20, 30 degree temperature is a big difference in, in the ball jumping off the club. So it's so easy to say, oh, it's early in the year. I don't have any pop in my bat. Well, there's well, four reasons you don't. And maybe it's also because you're a little bit rusty for the winter, but mostly it's uh, it's conditions is what I would say. So one of the things I want to tell folks about is helping them with their pitching and chipping around the greens in this heavier type mm-hmm. rough. And, John, I, and folks, I can't tell you enough how important it is to get angle. Lift your club up a little bit on your backswing when you're pitching around the greens because that is going to provide you with lift and get your ball up in the air. And it also is going to provide you with less resistance from the grass that you're trying to get your club through. If you go in with a normal little pitch shot, a normal little swing like you'd use from the fairway, and you're playing in three or four or five-inch rough, you're never going to get to the ball. So, so a sh- the shallow is what you kind of want to do from the fairway. You can't do a shallow attack, meaning nope. there's too much grass there. You want a real steep attack, the, the, the angle that has the least grass between you and the ball. Right. I mean, essentially, Pearl, when I get in those situations, mm-hmm. I am going in there with my most lofted wedge, and I am trying to drop the back bounce of that wedge right on the back of the ball. I am trying to take as much grass out of play so I don't have to try to figure out how much it's going to interfere. Yep. yep. I mean, that's what that's what makes the rough so tough. You 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 misjudge it and think it's going to, uh, you know, interfere a lot, so you give it a little more gas and you send the ball all yeah. the way across the green. Yeah, there's no – you're not going to guess right. So the, the best thing is what's the quickest way to the ball with the least amount of grass. Yep. And, 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 and also accept – there's only so much I could do with this ball. Oh, I want to hit a high, soft, flop, blah, blah, blah. Well, guess what? Kind of square your blade up a little bit for the most part yep. and get to that ball and just get the dang thing on. Get hate, out of that problem. I hate seeing amateur golfers open that club face, meaning that points way to the right of your target. I can't stand that. Yep. It is just a— You and I would work a, on that on tour all the time, just say, square it up. Pearl, it was the only way we were ever taught to hit it yep. soft because we didn't have a 60-degree wedge. We were hitting these shots with 54s and yep. 55s and, you know— uh, it, 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 I can't tell you how important that is. The other thing is, and this is one of my true loves, I love the short game part of the, the game, the difference between power and precision. Every time you say that, just for the record, I, know. I think of I all know. the years. Oh, all the heartache. <laughs> all the heartache. <laughs> where the short game was just so painful, and it's just so cool. That you now that I'm retired, I don't. No, to... <laughs> no, no. You had several years at the end of your career. It was just so cool because that was just brutal. Oh, it was brutal. for years. Brutal. brutal. It was brutal. My dad would say to me in his lovely vernacular, <laughs> and I can't repeat it on the show or else we'll get bounced. But he'd say, "Son, your short game is oh, yeah. like." Um, Something in Castle. He'd say outhouse in Castle. Something but did like not that. say that. It didn't say, yeah. And I'd say, uh, what are you trying to say, Dad? You know, and uh, yeah, anyway, when it was good, it was spectacular. When yes. it was uh, okay, it was awful. And when it was bad, it was horrendous. Let's go home. Yeah, it was horrendous. But to, to your incredible credit, this does not happen very often. You not only turn it around, you turn it into a strength something you've been comfortable with, and actually you've been able to teach some really good players yep. Uh, yep. How, to, how to do it as well. One last component we want to talk about with the pitching. Two last components. The face never gets rolled over, okay? So the face of your wedge stays open and pointing to the sky on the way through, okay, folks? It doesn't turn over like you do when you're releasing your driver and trying to smash your driver and hit it to, to, to its capacity. It stays open. Uh, uh, pointing to the sky, and you're going to be able to hit much softer, much consistent, much more consistent shots. Last thing is, don't lead too much with the handle of the of the golf club. We want that shaft coming into the ball almost um, uh, with a handle and the head getting to the ball at the same time, almost. And it is where I see ninety percent of the short game misses happen because guys lead with the hands someone has said put your hands forward and get your hands firm they yank that left handle that left hand forward on the way down pearl exposes the leading edge and what does that give you chunks or skinned or or, or thin shots one of the best lessons i ever saw that on tv was the uh, 
showing Jim Jim Freerick was talking about his short game and how up and down perpendicular to the ground he yep. wanted that yep. shaft to yep. be. Yep. And it makes so much sense once you understand kind of the, the angles and the science behind it. That's a great point, Jay. Yep. Well, that's going to wrap up the On the Range segment. Uh, come back. We are going to have our, our interview with Jay Randolph Sr. Pearlie and I will be back for the front nine. It's Golf with Jay Delsing. This is Dan McLaughlin, TV voice of the Cardinals. St. Louis is one of the best sports cities in the country. We also have a tremendous history of supporting professional golf. We're excited to bring professional golf back to St. Louis with the inaugural Ascension Charity Classic, September 28th through October 4th at beautiful Norwood Hills Country Club. Legends like Ernie Els, Fred Couples, Jim Furyk, Steve Stricker, and many more will be in St. Louis. For tickets and sponsorship information, head to ascensioncharityclassic.com. That's ascensioncharityclassic.com. Are you tired of forking out the big money, all those dollars on golf balls? Well, we finally have an option for you. Let us introduce you to Sniper Brand Golf Balls. This brand new product is a Serlin-covered ball that is just great to play. It's long off the driver, it's accurate with the irons, and importantly, it's soft around the green. And you know what the best part is? It's just $23.99 for a dozen. That's right, $23.99, and a portion of every sale goes back to a military or law enforcement agency. Find Sniper Brand online at thesniperbrand.com. Plus, you can follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and check out their entire line of golf products on their website, thesniperbrand.com. And don't forget to check out the Sniper Brand logo. You're going to love it. I want to give a huge shout-out and thank you to Whitmore Country Club for sponsoring my show, Golf with Jay Delsing, again for the second year. When you join out at Whitmore, there's 90 holes of golf. You get access to the Missouri Bluffs, the Links of Dardeen, and the Golf Club of Wentzville, and the cart fees are already included in your membership. There's no food and beverage minimums. There's no assessments. They have a 24-hour fitness center, large pool complex, tennis. Man, they've just got great family-oriented stuff. And if you get over there, you got to go in the golf shop, and you have to say hello to my friend Bummer. Bummer is just a delightful guy that would love to help you and your family with your golf game. He and his staff out there run golf leagues, skins games, members tournaments, couples events are available all year long. If your family is looking for a place where you can hang out, have fun, Enjoy good food, golf, sports, just a family-friendly atmosphere. you got to go to Whitmore Country Club. You can reach them at 636-926-9622. We're all experiencing very trying times right now, but hopefully we can reflect a little bit on the things that matter the most to us, like family and community. At St. Louis Bank, we want to wish you and your family safety and good health. We're a part of this community, and we are all in this together. In such uncertain financial times, you've probably never needed your bank to step up and support you more. We know, we hear you, and we are here for you. Our banking experts are doing everything they can to help. We're offering a skip a payment to all consumer accounts for mortgage loans and home equity line of credits. We're offering payment modifications with up to a six-month deferral. Our commercial and SBA loans will be handled on a case-by-case basis to provide the best relief for each unique situation. We understand that communication and speed are essential during this critical time. Get in touch with your commercial banking officer to take advantage of this program. If you'd like to speak with us, you can call 314-851-6200. We are going to move through this hardship, and we're going to do it together. St. Louis Bank, here for you when you need us today and in brighter days ahead. Grab your clubs. We're headed to the front nine on Golf with Jay Delsing. The front nine is brought to you by the Ascension Charity Golf Classic. Welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay. Pearlie is here with me. And, Pearlie, we are headed to the front nine. we got to thank our folks out of Whitmore. Thanks for sponsoring the show again, guys. Um, a great partner. They have been terrific. Um, there's 90 holes of golf out of Whitmore. Uh, when you join out of Whitmore, you get access to the Missouri Bluffs, the Links of Dardeen, the Golf Club of Wentzville. The card fees are included in there. There's no food or beverage minimums. Um, man, you got to go see Bummer. Bummer and I are going to have a little grudge match this year. You got to go see Bummer. Uh, he's the assistant pro, and he just loves the game and does so much for juniors. And and he is out having young little boys and girls with clubs in their hand and swinging and letting them have fun and and teaching them things. But they also run golf leagues and skins games and members tournaments, couples events, 
all year round. There's a kids club in the main clubhouse, so you can, you and your significant other can jump in there and drop your your uh, son or daughter off and go get a cocktail, go play golf, go have dinner. Um, there's tennis if you want it out there. 24 hour fitness center. It's just a great family place. It really is. Uh, they're still doing a great job out there uh, amidst the um, you know sheltering in place. Golf has been been going so um you can reach them at 636-926-9622 and ask for bill brungart bill's a great guy he's at extension 130 um all right so jay randolph senior just uh just one of the more for me one of the more distinctive voices from the tv from from my youth uh growing up here in st louis he was the announcer for the the Cardinals on Channel Five for 21 years. Mm. He um, he was involved with the Blues. He's done three Olympic games. He's um, he's called bowling. He's he said the only thing I, I think he told me today the only thing that I haven't called is women's field hockey. Yeah, yeah, that's in there or something yep. like yep. that. So um, anyway, so let's go to 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 that. Uh, just a great St. Louis and great human being. This is Jay Randolph Senior. Without question, the most famous Jay from St. Louis. This is Jay Randolph Sr. Thank you so much for joining me. Well, I'm happy to be with you anytime. And, of course, uh, we have another Jay from our area, Mr. Haas, who's uh, made more money than all of us put together. But uh, <laughs> He sure <laughs> he's has. He's had a great career. Uh, but uh, I uh, certainly am uh, happy always to talk to you, Jay. And I'm, I'm a little disappointed that with the – rules being what they are today that you're, you're not getting to play more on the champions tour but that's a that's another story for another time i guess <laughs> well i so appreciate that you know one of the things i couldn't be more excited about is this ascension charity classic that's coming to norwood and um in in october it's going to be a great event well i hope it's going to be a great event right now the way uh our world is spinning. Uh, I, I just don't know. Uh, you know, they keep canceling and uh, keep changing dates. And uh, uh, I've never, in all my years, uh, I'm sure you too, I can never remember a time when uh, there's so much uncertainty and uh, so much uh, tragic uh, death in, in our country. And uh, it's just, uh, I, I hope we can can get things squared away and uh, it will be a, a wonderful event uh, all of the participants uh, that are going to be involved will be terrific and uh, it'll be wonderful for st louis to have a, a tournament that you can say is our tournament and uh, it'll be for four years and hopefully it'll continue on beyond that yes we we really hope so so jay i look at your career i got ready for this this interview and i've just I just scratched my head. I've been fortunate to do four U.S. Opens for Fox. I look at the, the networks that you've been involved with, NBC, Golf Channel, CNBC, Channel 5 locally here, the sports you've done, Breeders' Cup, three Olympic games, golf, bowling, baseball, hockey, NFL. You have done it all. What a career you've had. Well, I've had a very nice career, no question about that. I always kid people. The only thing I've ever never done on television is women's field hockey. But uh, <laughs> I, uh, I really uh, have been very fortunate. Uh, uh, there was a point in time uh, in 1954 when uh, uh, I made a decision uh, to either turn professional and uh, – go on the tour and work under the Spalding program that they had in those days for young players uh, or go in the service. And my dad talked me into going into the service. And uh, I, I, at the time, I kind of regretted it because I, I really was excited about the possibility maybe of getting to the big tour. But uh, uh, I, I don't uh, second-guess myself. Uh, and uh, I, I haven't since I made the decision to – get into broadcasting I, I happened to fall into a little job in Clarksburg West Virginia making a dollar and a quarter an hour and ten dollars a game doing high school games and uh, that's where I did my first golf tournament actually uh, working for uh, WHAR I went up to Oakmont and uh, covered the, the open at Oakmont when uh, Jack beat uh, Arnold in the playoff there and uh, uh, 
uh, got uh, to know a lot of people in in the world of golf. I played a lot of amateur golf, tournament golf, and uh, it was different then, as you know. Uh, so many of the guys uh, were uh, in the insurance business or selling cars or whatever it might be and, and playing the amateur tour, and there were a tremendous amount of good players out there, guys uh, a little later on like Harvey Ward and uh, Ken Venturi, who later turned pro, and of course Ward did at the end, but you know, 1955, 56, uh, 57, uh, Ward, who was an amateur from the Carolinas, he might have been the best player in the world, but nobody really knew that. <laughs> well, Jay, we should let's talk about that a little bit because the, the landscape in sports was so different than it is now. Well, no question. Uh, the sponsorships, the money, the biggest change is, is, is the money, of course, uh, uh, and then you've seen the change in equipment, and you've changed uh, uh, certainly with the teaching uh, of uh, the game to the players today, and uh, there uh, many of them with their own teachers, and uh, many of them uh, uh, with uh, different backgrounds. The college programs have taken off, so it's just amazing, and. Uh, it, it, it's just uh, it's a whole different ball game out there now, as you know. Oh my gosh! I mean, Tiger came on the scene, Jay, and turned this thing into power upon power. You know, and are you concerned about this power? Are you concerned about the the distance issue? I know the USGA and RNA just came out with a study, but what's your take on that? Are you worried about the the great old iconic golf courses being almost obsolete? Well, it's something you do worry about a little bit, but and, and Nicholas, of course, has been on the bandwagon for about 20 years now, uh, uh, suggesting very strongly that uh, the major events uh, and and the tour events, uh, uh, all all the fellows have to play the same ball. I I I think that's really something that should happen. Uh, it doesn't make any difference what name you put on the ball, but uh, the specs ought to be the same, I think, at the major level and at the tour level. Uh, I, I just feel like uh, uh, that would uh, uh, kind of solidify uh, things uh, from a standpoint of the competition. And, I mean, it's, it would be, you know, I mean, like if, if the Cardinals were playing right now and they were going over to Cincinnati the Cardinals would be able to take their baseballs over to Cincinnati, and when they were at bat, uh, Cincinnati pitchers would have to pitch their ball to uh, the, the Cardinals. And uh, I, I, I think we need a standardization of the ball more than anything else. And uh, a lot of people thought that uh, the folks at the Masters were going to maybe put that in, but they haven't done it yet. The RNA, as you mentioned, and the USGA have talked about it, continue to talk about it. But uh, you know, uh, as good as anyone who played uh, competitively out there today, uh, some balls in certain conditions will go a lot farther than uh, other balls. And uh, uh, it's, uh, it's just something that I think uh, would, would standardize uh, the competition a little bit and, and give it a little more legitimacy. Yeah, it's, it, it just makes you wonder, you know, the game – it's, there's no question that the PGA Tour, Jay, is definitely selling this power and selling birdies. And you, you, you could tell that they really like having a 20 under par win as opposed to someone, you know, in the single digits or maybe, you know, two or three under win in a championship. Well, uh, I, I don't blame them for that. And uh, the guys today are in better shape. Uh, they're better players. Uh, they work harder. They have... Uh, the incentive uh, with that big uh, payday out there every week. Uh, but uh, and, and there's nothing wrong with that, but I've watched some tournaments uh, in recent times uh, and uh, seen some terrific golf being played on golf courses that were, you might say, the old standards uh, like uh, PGA National and others. Uh, and and I still think that we can have great competitions. I just, I think it, I think it's unfair uh, to allow uh, some of these guys to play uh, with golf balls that are just uh, off the charts. Yeah, there's 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 no question that um, you know with this technology boom 
that they've 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 maxed everything out, and I don't know if there's an an, an end game to it. <laughs> I don't either. Believe me, nothing would surprise me these days. <laughs> no, I know, I know. It, it sure. So, you know, one of the things, Jay, that I feel so fortunate to have grown up in St. Louis. I love this city. Um, we and have had an incredible pedigree of broadcasters in the sports uh, realm here. And you were right in the middle of all that. I know you came to St. Louis. I I think you came to St. Louis in 1966 or thereabouts, but talk a little bit about the, the, you know, you being on the kind of the ground roots, the grassroots of the great lineages of broadcasters, Jack Buck, Harry Carey, Bob Costas, you know, you were right in the middle of that. How did this uh, evolve? Well, a lot of it had to do with KMOX Radio. Bob Hyland, who was a remarkable operator uh, uh, and uh, CBS vice president, uh, he generated more revenue here uh, than any uh, uh, station in the CBS chain, the radio or television. And of course, uh, Buck, we could talk about his brilliance uh, all day long. Uh, and uh, you mentioned the other guys there, and I'm thinking it also, you know, we had the greatest hockey announcer that ever lived. He died much too young, Dan Kelly. And uh, I think in terms of some of the other guys that were here for a while at one point and I, Gary Bender, uh, yes. tremendous announcer who was in our community for a while, and uh, Bob Starr, who was maybe as fine a football announcer that ever lived. Uh, he was here at Camwex for a while. And we have had uh, certainly uh, a, a uh, great cadre of uh, fellows uh, on the microphone. It's uh, changed somewhat now, of course, with the proliferation of uh, uh, the uh, channels uh, on the sports uh, TV now. I mean, uh, I forget, it was about uh, oh, three months ago I looked in the a paper one morning. Uh, I guess it was on Friday morning. I was reading Dan Caesar's column uh and uh, I, I noticed down in the area where they listed the weekend uh, events, there were 17 soccer games on television that weekend. <laughs> my, how we've changed, <laughs> I huh? mean, Yeah, in my day when I was the, uh, of course, I, I came here to work at Campbell X and was there 28 months before Channel 5 hired me away and then NBC. And uh, also I did a few golf tournaments for CBS in there, but uh uh, it's changed so dramatically now with uh, so many events on television, so much money out there. But I think we're going to see somewhat of a realignment uh, when and if ever, ever things get back to normal. But uh, certainly uh, we have been fortunate uh, in our town to have some absolutely uh, uh, above average uh, broadcasters. I mean, John Kelly does a great job and Chris Kerber and, uh, uh, John Rooney is uh, one of the uh, really fine broadcasters in our business. Uh, he used to work for the White Sox and, of course, works now uh, on the Cardinal broadcast. And uh, uh, we brought along uh, some good young guys here, uh, McLaughlin. And uh, I'm very impressed, of course, with the job that Rick Gordon has done. Rick joined me a few years ago when I was doing the Sunday games for Channel 5. And he's come a long, long way and does a wonderful job. But, uh, you know, the, the face of uh, sports broadcasting has changed uh, dramatically. Uh, in my day, every, every station uh, at the national level uh, had their star. NBC had Kurt Gowdy, and uh, CBS had uh, the, a couple of guys, and uh, now they have Jim Nance, of course, and uh, you still had uh, Jim McKay over at ABC, so... But but now there's so many guys. Uh, to be honest with you, I don't know how, who half of these guys are, but they're they're working. God bless them, and there's so many events out there for. Them. All right, that's going to wrap up the first part of the Jay Randolph Senior interview and the front nine. So come back, Pearlie, and I'll be here for the back nine. This is Golf with Jay Delsing.
The 100,000 watt blowtorch for St. Louis sports, driven by Auto Centers Nissan, home of the 30 day return. WXOX and WXOS HD1, East St. Louis, 101 ESPN. Are you in the market for some new clubs? Maybe a bag and the latest style of sweet new shoes. Is this the year you decide to stop listening to your buddy's advice and get some real golf instruction? If any of these appeal to you, then go to Pro Am Golf today. Pro Am Golf has all the latest gear from all the major manufacturers. Call Steve today at 314 781 7775 and schedule a lesson with Tom DeGrand. Tom is the best. He's been in the game for over 50 years, so you take that knowledge along with their state-of-the-art equipment, and boom, your game will get a whole lot better. Visit them at ProAmGolfUSA.com. USA Mortgage is doing it again. Joe Schieser and his staff have lowered rates again this month, and they will waive closing costs. If you want to refinance to get cash out, lower your rate, shorten your term, or eliminate that costly, unnecessary mortgage insurance. If you are purchasing a property, they can issue a pre-approval letter within minutes. They are the largest mortgage company in the state of Missouri, and their volume allows them to quote the lowest rates. Don't waste your time with the national online brokers. USA Mortgage is employee-owned and operated right here in St. Louis. Joe Schieser has closed over $500 million in loans in nearly 30 years in the business and over $2 million alone to Delsings. I want to give a huge shout-out and thank you to Whitmore Country Club for sponsoring my show, Golf with Jay Delsing, again for the second year. When you join out at Whitmore, there's 90 holes of golf. You get access to the Missouri Bluffs, the Links of Dardeen, and the Golf Club of Wentzville. And the cart fees are already included in your membership. There's no food and beverage minimums. There's no assessments. They have a 24-hour fitness center, large pool complex, tennis. Man, they've just got great family-oriented stuff. And if you get over there, you got to go in the golf shop, and you have to say hello to my friend Bummer. Bummer is just a delightful guy that would love to help you and your family with your golf game. He and his staff out there run golf leagues, skins games, members tournaments. Couples events are available all year long. If your family is looking for a place where you can hang out, have fun, enjoy good food, golf, sports, just a family-friendly atmosphere, you got to go to Whitmore Country Club. You can reach them at 636-926-9622. We're halfway there. It's time for the Back Nine on Golf with Jay Delsing. The Back Nine is brought to you by St. Louis Bank. Welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay Perley, is sitting right here with me. And we're headed to the back nine. And the back nine is brought to you by St. Louis Bank. And, uh, man, St. Louis Bank is just doing some great stuff with this new uh, SBA and the the PPP program for the stimulus packages. So um, if you need anybody, anybody needs help, you know, give St. Louis Bank a call. Pearl, let's just jump right in and get the conclusion of the Jay Randolph Senior interview. It's, um, It's a good one. Well, did you ever imagine when Arnold Palmer got a group together and had 24-hour-a-day golf on Golf Channel that that would be, you know, the start of massive amounts of content? Like you said, I mean, there's golf all all the time on TV now. Well, that's right. It's, it's been unbelievable. And I, uh, Arnold and I, of course, have been friends since we played college golf against one another and uh, I, I did a lot of uh, events with Arnold over the years. Did his last win at uh, uh, Palm Desert when he won at Bermuda Dunes on the regular tour. But I, I I didn't know whether it would fly or not. I remember the first time I got involved in something like that, I almost took a job at ESPN. They hired Jim Simpson away from NBC and uh, also came to me and offered me uh, the number two slot but they weren't doing anything but high school games when they started up in Connecticut. And uh, I, I was doing very nicely here uh, as the sports director of Channel 5 and, of course, doing about 40 events a year for NBC. But um, it didn't take the opportunity to go to ESPN, didn't take the opportunity to go to the Golf Channel, although I appeared on the Golf Channel a, a great deal in their early days uh, uh, they would carry uh, a lot of the events that NBC was uh, doing. And people forget that, uh, you know, uh, when, when Goldby won the uh, Masters in 62, there was no Thursday coverage. There was no Friday coverage. And it was just nine-hole coverage, the back nine, on Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> now okay. it's wall-to-wall golf. <laughs> oh, my gosh. They, they, they get, you know, they get Tiger Woods as he's driving down Magnolia Lane. You know, they're going to try to get him while he's having lunch and, and anything in between. 
Well, uh, like like Arnold, he moves the needle. <laughs> he really does. Um, Jay, have you ever considered writing a book or having someone do do a book with some of the phenomenal yeah, I've, experiences? I've considered it a couple of times, and I've never done it. Uh, I remember Jack Buck telling me years ago after he had written a book, uh, Jay, uh, go ahead and do it, but uh, it's it, – it's hard work, and you don't make any money. <laughs> <laughs> I can just hear but him I, saying that. I, uh, I, I'm, uh, there are times that uh, I get up in the morning and I think about, boy, I could write a, a terrific book, and then I, by noon I, I realize I don't really want to do it. Uh, <laughs> there's so much that I would have to leave out, and uh, I, uh, I just never... I never actually got down to the point of putting my name in the book. <laughs> yeah, no, I understand. Well, so when you look at, so if we go through a couple of sports, let's just start with golf because that's our, you're in my, you know, true love. Um, who is the best player you ever played with? And does anything, and I know this is impossible, but does anything stick out in your mind? that you want to, you know, a situation, a shot that you called, uh, a cocktail party that you were, you know, hanging out with probably Frank Sinatra and Arnold Palmer and all the, you know, these legendary people back in the day. Well, it was wonderful because, of course, back in the day, as you mentioned, so many of the Hollywood stars had their own tournaments uh, uh, and uh, they were great events and, uh, you know, uh, Arnold's tournament in the desert, uh, which uh, raised the monies to build the Eisenhower Medical Center out there and everything was always great fun. And Chrysler was the big sponsor of that in the early going. But uh, the, the celebrities liked the golf events. They liked being a part of those charities. And, uh, Jay, when you stop to think of it, and you can talk about all the sports you want to talk about, when you think about over the years from, say, 19... 60 to now, there's been no sport worldwide that has raised as much money for charity as golf has. It's done a wonderful job with it. And uh, it's uh, also been wonderful for uh, the guys on the tour. When Dean Beeman came along uh, and uh, took over the uh, uh, PGA Tour, uh, he put a uh, insurance program into play for the uh, uh, players, a retirement program that is unequaled anywhere in sports or for that matter for business. And uh, uh, Dean and I, of course, grew up together. He had Bethesda Country Club in Washington, and I lived in D.C. with Dad being in Congress for so long, and I was a member, at, a junior member at Bethesda Country Club. We played a lot of golf, but uh, the guys out there on the tour, and you know this to be a fact, uh, they ought to salute Mr. Beeman every time they see him because he really changed the game for the professionals. No, he really did. And when you start thinking about all of the great players that cared so much, that have come before us, and in that time, they were all setting the foundation for what the PGA Tour is today. Yeah, no question about that. And I was there at the beginning at uh, Onion Creek Country Club down in Austin, Texas, when Liberty Mutual uh, decided to sponsor uh, a senior event uh, and uh, started with one event and has grown into what is now the Champions Tour, of course. But uh, Bob Goldby very much involved in that, talking about the St. Louis area factor. Bob, is, he was instrumental in really uh, getting the senior tour going along with Jimmy DeBarrett and uh, a couple of other guys uh, who, who meant so much to the start of that and started with one tournament there in Austin, and now, of course, it's a, a huge uh, part of the PGA and uh, the PGA Tour, I should say. It's not a part of the PGA, but the PGA Tour. But uh, uh, the folks still come out to see these fellows play, and they watch on television. Their numbers are good, and uh, the money uh, is very nice for the guys who have uh, gone and uh, no longer can play on the regular tour. I'm not sure that I like some of the rules and regulations that have been put in and uh, make it tough for a guy like you uh, to uh, try and get out and, and play on the Champions Tour. But uh, anyway, it is what it is, and uh, it's been a fascinating story to watch because golf is a game 
one of the games that we can play uh, well into our 60s and 70s. Oh, isn't that the truth? And one of the things that we've talked about, I had Kay Cockrell on last week, and she talked a little bit about the social aspect of the game. And what goes with that, Jay, is the business side of golf, and then it rolls straight into the charitable engine that the PGA Tour has, over $3 billion that they've they've raised. And, Jay, you're spot on. That number exceeds the NFL, the NBA, MLB, and NHL put together. And those groups have been around for hundreds of years. Well, and uh, St. Louis is uh, a kind of, uh, of an iconic city for that. Uh, as you know, uh, in a normal golf season, and this is not a normal golf season, but we uh, would have uh, four or five charity events on many Mondays here in our town. And uh, it's just remarkable, a city the size of St. Louis uh, – I've never done the math, and it would take a lot of work, but certainly St. Louis is is right at the top of the list among the charity events put on uh, for uh, Mondays and uh, the wonderful work that the club pros have done here over the years. I mean, uh, I go back to when I had uh, the uh, uh, group of uh, players that would come in every year and play in the Challenge Cup or uh, the Junior League and we had the the gals were playing here. I'm not supposed to say gals. I'm sorry. Girls <laughs> uh, were here uh, playing uh, on the tour uh, when I first came to town in 65. And uh, Jerry Clinton brought them back and uh, played here. And we've had some well, wonderful events from the tour. Uh, PGA, of course, has done a, a nice job when they've come here. And St. Louis has done a nice job. If you want to have a successful golf tournament, you can put it in St. Louis anytime, and and it turns out better than ever. They broke the record for the PGA here, of course, and uh, I think the Ascension will be a terrific, terrific addition to our golf. Yeah, boy, that's not the truth in Ascension. You know, it's interesting with, with some of the corporate citizens that we have in St. Louis, like Ascension, like Emerson, like uh, Enterprise. Man, the list goes on and on. And the corporate citizens that we have uh, really step up to the plate. They really do. And uh, it, it's because of the togetherness of this community. When it comes to golf, uh, uh, golf brings people together in very unusual ways. And uh, it uh, sets kind of a, a karma uh, of uh, events that can be played, and uh, nobody's done it better than the St. Louis area, I can tell you that. No, it's really true. Do you have any, uh, oh my gosh, I know you're such a horse racing fan, and I know that um, I just I, I just was really blown away, and I know I said this earlier, but I was just really blown away at the diversity with your ability to make different calls. I mean, you called an NHL game for the first the first year when the Blues moved here. Um, three Olympic yeah. games, Jay. I, I mean, how did it – I don't know how you do something like that. It had to take a hell of a lot of prep. Well, it did take a lot of prep. And uh, when Mr. Solomon brought the Blues to St. Louis, uh, uh, he was very much involved with Bob Hyland. Mr. Hyland loved radio and hated television. And they decided, of course, that they wanted Jack Buck to do the radio. And uh, Mr. Solomon, I remember, told me he was going to ask Mr. Highland if I could do the television. Well, I had never done a hockey game in my life. I had seen a number of hockey games back east uh, uh, where I was growing up at the time. But, you know, I, I didn't know uh, really uh, – Icing from offside. <laughs> it, uh, it was. It was. And Jack and I both were were working very hard and struggling to uh, do the broadcast on radio and TV. And uh, it uh, would be the following year that Mr. Solomon would bring Dan Kelly here from Ottawa. And of course, uh, as I mentioned earlier in our chat, uh, he was the best that there ever was. And. Uh, it, the guys today, Doc Emmerich is fabulous, and uh, John Kelly does a beautiful job here, but uh, Chris Kerber, uh, but uh, again, just continuing on with the, with the high degree of talent that we've had here, but 
it's it's amazing today to uh, see how things have changed. And as far as my career goes, that was one of the hallmarks for me. Uh, whenever there was a new event, whenever there was an event that the NBC was uh, going to give a try to, uh, I usually got the call. Uh, uh, bowling and uh I remember I did the first game in the Superdome for NBC with Paul McGuire. I mean, I had so many thrills over the years. Uh, preparation was something that I was very strong about, and the network knew that. Chet Simmons, during the wonderful years that he was running the NBC Sports Network, he would call on me quite often to work with new announcers they were trying to bring in uh to bring in uh, fellows who had played and were now retired but uh, going to try broadcasting and have me try to bring them along and see how they would do. Uh, the versatility that I offered uh, from my career standpoint was very helpful to me over the long haul. Oh, my gosh. I, I We're talking to Jay Randolph Sr., a member of the George Washington University Hall of Fame, the Texas Radio Hall of Fame, and the Missouri uh, uh, the state of Missouri Sports Hall of Fame. And, uh, man, I, I just so appreciate you coming on. I so appreciate you taking your time, uh, taking time out of your day. I'm thinking about you. You know, when I hear your voice, I just am awash in memories when I was a kid and listening to Cardinal Baseball and NBC Golf and Golf Channel. Man, thank you so much. I, I Keep yourself well in this crazy time. And, um, Thank you so much for joining me, and um, uh, best to your wife. And obviously, Junior and I uh, text all the time, so um, we'll just be in touch. I look forward to it, Jay. Thank you for having me on your show, and uh, good luck to you and yours. All right, that's going to do it uh, for the our fun interview with, with Jay Randolph Sr. John, one of the things I think about when I hear him talk, I can't not think about how the golden era of golf, where it was so much more, I'm going to use the word romantic because that's the one that comes to mind, but it's just so much, it was, it was Bob Hope walking down the fairway. It wasn't so scripted. It wasn't so scripted. It It was natural. It was fun. You know, as I was driving here to, to do this show with you and and listening to his interview, it brought back so many great memories uh, for me as well. I, I just think it's neat, and it also made me think, too, the names and the people that you interview on this show is fantastic. Wow, thank you. For, for you just to be in the beginning of your second year on this and the iconic names uh, of, of today and of, of kind of the, the recent past, it's fun, and this is absolutely one of them from my perspective. It's amazing in, in the how golf you can blackmail people with just an old picture or something. It's just great. <laughs> That's going to wrap up the back nine, so don't go away. Perlio and I will come back. We're going to talk more about Jay Randolph Sr. and a few other things on the 19th hole. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. This is Dan McLaughlin, TV voice of the Cardinals. St. Louis is one of the best sports cities in the country. We also have a tremendous history of supporting professional golf. We're excited to bring golf back to St. Louis with the inaugural Ascension Charity Classic, September 28th through October 4th at Norwood Hills Country Club. Don't miss your chance to see PGA Tour champion legends. Proceeds will benefit St. Louis area youth, including the Urban League, Mary Grove, the Boys and Girls Club, and more. For tickets and sponsorship information, head to ascensioncharityclassic.com. For the last 48 years, Pro-Am Golf has been providing outstanding customer service to the greater St. Louis area for all of our golf needs. From top-of-the-line equipment to full-service club repair lessons and instructions. They now have their own retail outlet as well as state-of-the-art computers, cameras, and things to customize all of your personal club fitting needs. Pro-Am Golf carries all the major brands. They also have the latest fashion trends from Puma Golf. Whatever your needs, Pro-Am Golf will meet them and have the best customer service in the industry. Call us at 314-781-7775 or find us at ProAmGolfUSA.com. USA Mortgage is doing it again. Joe Schieser and his staff have lowered rates again this month, and they will waive closing costs. If you want to refinance to get cash out, lower your rate, shorten your term, or eliminate that costly, unnecessary mortgage insurance. If you are purchasing a property, they can issue a pre-approval letter within minutes. They are the largest mortgage company in the state of Missouri, and their volume allows them to quote the lowest rates. Don't waste your time with the national online brokers. USA Mortgage is employee-owned and operated right here in St. Louis. Joe Schieser has closed over $500 million in loans in nearly 30 years in the business and over $2 million alone to Delsing's. 
I want to thank Donahue Painting and Refinishing for supporting the show. When I was out playing golf, in my mind, I would see a picture that I wanted, and I'd try to hit the shot the way it was painted in my mind. The way you see your home is what Donahue Painting and Refinishing can make your home look like. Grab your friends, a cold one, and pull up a chair. We're on to the 19th hole on golf with Jay Delsing. Me, good job on the tunes. I like it. I like the transition music. Gets me in the mood. This is the 19th oldest <laughs> golf with Jay Delsing. Welcome back. I agree. I uh, it, it's uh, the show sounds great. Me, thank you so much. Um, the 19th hole is brought to you by Sniper Brand Golf. Um, they got a great new ball out in the market, along with some cool hats and a cool logo. You got to go check them out at sniperbrandgolf.com. Mead, how do you like that Sniper Golf ball? Oh yeah, about that. Uh, how, how does it feel coming uh, off the club? Well, if, if only I knew. If, if you didn't get your case. Still. Me either. Still. Waiting on it. You know, I, maybe, maybe by next year. Maybe I'm going to get a 12-pack, but maybe I'll get something. Maybe just throw over your oh. golf ball with Jay Delsing's signature on it. I'll definitely hit it. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to bring your trophy case, are you? <laughs> make sure I that one. Like, what in the hell I want to try it, though, because you've been pumped I know, about I know, it. I know. I know. I, uh, I got you guys covered. Yeah, just when? settle down. Just settle down. When? We can't play here in the, in the studio. Come on. Um, okay, so, John. Jay Randolph Sr., what um, grace mm-hmm. is a word that seems to come to mind, John. Um, and also, this guy just, he lives on the high road. Yeah. You know what I mean? He, he, if you listen to the adjectives that he used in describing things, it was wonderful. And it was, you know, th- th- those things came out a lot in that interview. And I, I think back on, on, you know, I've had just a, a blip on the screen of, of getting to do some network sort of golf. And I think about him with multiple networks, multiple sports. And he said in there, my versatility was, you know, kind of my trademark. And I'm like, yeah. Well, he said versatility, but also how much he studied it. And he was a real student of, of the piece. And I would say, yeah, for me, it seemed easy for him. I'm not sure saying it was. And he said he did a lot of study. Yep. There was a lot of grace involved. He was simple, and he was just a kind, is a kind, a kind soul. Yeah, he really is. And you know, when especially if you put that those qualities with that day and age, man, it, it, it was he was. You know what I felt like he was? I felt like he was a storyteller. Yeah, honestly, because you would he would say, oh, and he would be, maybe be interviewing you know Mr. Palmer or something, and say, oh, Arnold, I can remember back you know when we played some college you know, tournaments together. And we were in, you know, playing the, you know, at Oakmont or something like that. And it just all just yeah. folds into a great thing. Yeah. Fun guy to listen to. Uh, one of my favorite parts of the whole interview, when you guys talked about whether you should write a book and he said something about, you know, I'd have to leave so much out. <laughs> you know, know. that's know. the stuff. I mean, that's what everybody would want in the book. Uh, Obviously you've done the right way. But you mentioned something as well in the interview when you started kind of listing off the litany of, of of names that he was hanging with, and back when it was a little bit more casual that way, man, they had to have some fun times. Man, it had to be some fun times. You know, you know, Pearl, there weren't phones on anybody's, uh, there weren't cameras on <laughs> no. anybody's phones. There weren't phones, there for, weren't phones for the most right. part. And, um, yeah, I, I when I think back of... of I just constantly go back to the desert, Palm Springs, mm-hmm. and think about back about the days of the hope and the Bobo, you know, uh, Desert Classic. And just the small golf courses, people were sitting out in their backyards. I mean, I had a guy, this is a funny story, so I, I, I'm, I tell my folks, you need a cocktail to play, order it with your eggs. You know, because we got early morning times out there. You got to be ready to yeah. go. So I get this guy, and he's a, he's a low handicap. It's like two or three, and he is awful after, you know, two or three holes. I said, I said, Bill, what do you got going on here? He goes, man, I just, I said, you know, what, what do you need? What's, what's happening? He goes, man, if I could get a Bloody Mary and I go, I think we were playing at Indian Wells and you'll pull that, that course is super right on top of you. And the next thing I know, I hear him knocking on the door and he says, can a golfer get a Bloody Mary? Mm -hmm. On somebody's condo or something. But he had no well. idea who it is. There's a, a lady opens up and says, "Come right in." 
Well, not only did he come out with one, he came out double fisted. He's, he's a team guy. No, he was. He <laughs> well, took, for himself. Yeah, for himself. Yeah, he was not a team guy. And the funny thing is, his game turned around like. Yeah, absolutely. Just in hey, minutes. those guys that get out there, they are so nervous, and especially if they're lower handicappers. The high handicappers are afraid of missing the golf ball, so that's a whole problem in itself. And then the low handicappers are, am I going to embarrass myself that I'm saying I'm a four and I'm going to shoot 96? Yeah, that's Cause right. Because they're going to shoot 96 gonna most shoot of the time. Well, it, it, we're not going to count them all. Thank We're just God. Go, oh, Thank around, God right it's a scrambly 80. thing yeah. and yeah. we don't have to care. But yeah. we could tell it would have been 96. Yeah. When when I think of Jay Randolph Sr. and I think about those golden years of the tours I was referring to, you know, it was the um, uh, the Glenn Campbell L.A. Open. It was uh, Sammy Davis Hartford yeah. Open. It was uh, Andy Williams. The Clambake, San baby. Die- San Diego Open. And my one of my favorites besides the desert was uh, the uh, Bing Crosby Clambake. No. Clam bacon Did up he there, do so. any of the shells? I should have. I should have checked on that. Did he do Did any? Randolph? Yeah, I don't. I did them? not see any of that because I prepped. You know, you to, okay. to interview him, I didn't see. I thought he did, did some special matches. Maybe they weren't shells. It wouldn't surprise me. You know, he did a lot on the Golf Channel. Mm. And did you hear him say he had an opportunity to jump in with ESPN yeah. at the inception? But he said, "Hell, they're doing high school sports. Well, they did, Why would you do?" You and I talked about that yep. a couple of times. Yeah. yeah, it was. Who's this? Who cares? Yeah, type of a thing. Well, it's different now, but at the time, right? There was a tower up there. We we were kind of laughing at them, and they were, they, you know, we were at the Positive Yeah, we've we've mentioned that before, and you know, we didn't know who they were. It was fun for us because there was a camera. Where right. we're like, Where's it going to? Well, yeah, who's going to see it? Like <laughs> right. nobody that we right. know of. But right. could you imagine going up to someone like Jay Randolph Senior, who's been around for so long, and asking him to leave as the sports director at a, you know. Big market here, like St. Louis, to go to a high school. Gosh, I I, I don't blame him. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, obviously. Um, he was he he was never short of work. It looked like to me. No, no, and he he also was adventuresome. He yeah. he would try a bunch of different things. Did try a bunch of different things successfully. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, really, really um, awesome to have him on the show. Okay, so you you want to just talk briefly? I know we don't have a whole lot of time, but um, what else can we help folks with spring golf wise? We covered it a little bit on the unread on the range segment. It helped them with the rough. I think, you know me, with business and golf and anything else, talk a little bit just about the basics. What do you want to kind of get going so that you can enjoy yep. the rest of the year? Okay, and so How about is, starting from about three feet this away? Is, right. So the first thing is work on your short putts. You want to lower your score, quit three-putting. Okay, quit three putting. So work on those three and four foot putts. All right, take pressure off your short game that you don't have to chip it a foot to make the next and one. And you're hitting it, it'll, yep. it'll work its way All back the way through, through, the, the through the bag. And then the other thing is, Jen, work on getting a consistent setup, not only with your long game but with your putter and your wedges and everything. Get the ball in the right spot. If you're going to be hitting your wedges, chances are that ball needs to start in the middle of your stance. Okay, every once in a while you can throw it a little farther forward if you have to hit some. Something really high, but not really. No. Start with the you're going to hit anything wedge wedge related around the green. Start with the ball in the middle of your stance, folks. Start with it in the middle. Shaft of your stance. up and down. Yeah, get club the shaft face up square. And down, club face square. Ball and, in the middle. Make it simple. And keep that club face pointed towards the sky as you come through that that shot. Don't let the toe roll over the heel. And then also give a little thought to how you're addressing the ball on your long game. You know, get your forearms level. Don't get that right of your right-handed golfers. We see it all the time. Pearl, their right arm is just straight on top of their left, and it causes such a slice every time. You know, so get those forearms pretty level. Stack your your feet, your knees, your hips, and your shoulders on top of each other. Man, if you could just do those little things, clean up the short putting, and play from the same position more times than not, poof. Strokes off your game. Isn't there something? I think you would agree with this, Jay. If you could be out on the tour, going around from week to week, and just feeling rock solid from about four, five, six feet and in, how much easier is the game? Oh, so much. (laughs) You sleep better. You practice better. You want to play. You shoot better. Four, five, six feet, just be rock solid. That doesn't even mean make every one of them, but just feel like... I'm going to make this thing. Pearl, on my worst day, worst hole ever, I was still putting. You know, I'd still have something inside of 10 feet for par for the right. your huge right. majority of the time. And the boost that it gives you when you slap a ball all over the place, you hook one off the tee, and then you have to pitch out, and then you hit something up there six feet, the boost that it gives you saving par 
after you've just missed every shot is Huge. like making three birdies. Huge. Yep. Well, Pearl, that's going to make uh, wrap up another show. Uh, thanks for joining me, Meet. Uh, thanks for um, for doing what you do for the show. We really appreciate it. And come back next week. We are going to have um, uh, Ted Scott on awesome. the show. Awesome. Uh, he is a, a caddy for Bubba Watson. Just a great guy, great human being. And I don't want to forget to say thank you to the Donahues, Donahue Painting and Refinishing, um, Bob and Kathy. They're great people. You need anything done to your home. These guys, high quality, um, and, and they stand behind their product. They're great folks. So um, give, those, give those guys a call. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. Hit them straight, St. Louis. That was Golf with Jay Delsing, brought to you by Whitmore Country Club. Tune in next Sunday for more from Jay, John, and the other pros and experts from the golf world. In the meantime, you can find all of Jay's shows at 101ESPN.com as well as at jdelsinggolf.com.